0: Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast presented to you by Mile High Sports and brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. So in this episode, I wanted to start the offseason officially. I wanted to talk about the moves that the Rockies can make and should make in the free agent market for this offseason. So last offseason, the Rockies signed A grand total of zero players to any major league contracts instead, uh, bringing back players like Drew Butera and uh, signing on a few minor league contracts that ended up panning out, like Daniel Bard uh, and others that didn't. Uh, But I think this may have been an indication of Jeff Breidich's lack of confidence in the team to be uh, somewhat competitive this year. I think that rolled over into the season I talked about last episode. Brightish's spirit of complacency after not improving the team in any meaningful way after starting the season 11-3. and three. Uh, But perhaps that'll change for next year. Maybe, maybe this offseason, the Rockies will be considered good enough to compete for a playoff spot by the front office. If that's the case, I think that the Rockies have some pretty decent options in this free agent market if they want to improve at positions where they are depleted, I think. I've talked about before the, the need for the Rockies to have a reliable catcher, and I've talked about how uh, the Rockies need a reliable starting first baseman because Daniel Murphy was not that this year. Uh, both of those position groups, well, at least Daniel Murphy, posted negative uh, 0.7 wins above replacement this year, and the catching group between Tony Walters and uh, Drew Butera uh, posted a uh, the same number, negative 0.7 uh, wins above replacement. So with that in mind, on this episode I wanted to discuss position players that the Rockies should pursue in the free agent market. And as I alluded to, catcher and first base are two important ones, and I think the Rockies would benefit from another outfielder. Uh, I'll talk about which outfielders uh, and and each of these positions um, in a minute here, Um, but I did want to mention that the next episode will be about pitchers, Um, so I'm going to split this up and break this into two position groups um, between position players and pitchers. Uh, So let's start with catcher. For the catcher group, I put together uh, two options that I think would be viable for the Colorado Rockies. One of them on the more pricey side, but also no doubt having more upside. And then the other side, the other option, I think being more uh, conservative in terms of spending, uh, but also would immediately be an upgrade. Uh, And I think has some potential to be better than the numbers for, for this guy looked last year. So I'll start with the more expensive option. That would be James McCann. James McCann is a free agent. Um, and with the white Sox having Yasmani Grandal, they may not want to spend too much to bring back James McCann. And uh, that makes sense because, uh, Yasmani Grandal is a, an amazing catcher in his own right. But, um, James McCann had an incredible season as well. He posted, uh, expected weighted on base average in the 64th percentile he posted a wrc plus of 144 he put 1.5 wins above replacement up on uh, the stat board this year and also in his catching metrics he had a 1.5 catcher defensive adjustment which is uh, very very comfortably above average and he was eighth in pitch framing per baseball savant which is excellent so in all aspects um, James McCann is an excellent catcher. He's uh, undoubtedly a top 10 catcher, and I think the Rockies could benefit from something like that. Uh, with the Rockies and Rockies fans being stuck with Tony Walters the past few seasons and also having to watch Drew Butera, uh, every time I watch Drew Butera step to the plate, I I honestly wanted to pinch hit Herman Marquez for this guy. In terms of offensive numbers, Marquez is a better hitter than Drew Butera. Uh, <laughs> so the Rockies need offense from their catching position. And it's something that I've talked about before. One of my articles um, that I wrote th- during the season is how the Rockies are too top heavy. And I think one of the ways to mitigate this top heaviness is to be able to find an offensively competent catcher uh, for uh, at least the next few years while the Rockies are trying to remain competitive. I think James McCann is a great option. I think he'll definitely be pricey. He's not; he, he's on the younger side, um, but at least in terms of this market. But again, I'm not sure how much ownership is willing to spend this season. So if, if ownership isn't willing to spend the kind of money that it would take to acquire James McCann, uh, Jason Castro would be my alternate option. In fact, actually this year, Jason Castro posted a higher expected uh, weighted on base average than James McCann. I think he got really, really unlucky on offense. Uh, he posted a 0.3 wins above replacement. I think that doesn't indicate how good he was because of the unluck or the the lack of luck. I I should say that he had on the offensive side. Uh, so I think that he's better than that. Uh, even if he posts a repeat of a 0.3 wins above replacement, that's a full win above replacement better than the current catching situation. That the Rockies had this season and I think also he posted some uh, above average metrics in terms of his defense this season and I know that was a big concern for the front office as well as Bud Black as uh, Tony Walters and Drew Butera had a repertoire with these the pitchers for this uh, this Rockies pitching staff and that was a reason why they they kept the continuity back uh, back behind the plate But Jason Castro, he went to a new team, and he was still an above-average defender behind the plate, so I think signing him, the Rockies, would be less concerned with that adjustment. Before I move on to the other position groups, Uh, I wanted to talk to you about our sponsor for this episode, and that's DraftKings Sportsbook. Week four of football is in the books, and now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week five. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 5, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Don't worry, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code MHS to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Re- restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So moving on from the catcher's position, I want to talk about first base. Now, a lot of Rockies fans have fallen in love with Josh Fuentes, and somewhat rightly so. He's an incredible defender at first base. As I mentioned last episode, he led the league in defensive run saved at first base with less than half of the innings of most of the other first basemen. So he's probably, at least he posted the best defensive season in the entire league this year, undoubtedly. Uh, Again, I thought a lot of his offensive success was due to luck and I think that his offensive success is unsustainable with that in mind I think the Rockies have pretty uh, two decent options moving into next season and again I'm bringing a more expensive option and someone who would cost less but still has very solid upside and the first and the more expensive option would be Mitchell Moreland so currently he's on uh, the San Diego Padres Uh, if you notice a trend Jason Castro is also on the Padres Uh, roster currently. So Mitch Moreland uh, has posted a 135 WRC plus this season with a 0.9 wins above replacement and has posted uh, one defensive run saved. He's basically an average defender, but he's an above average bat and I think he'd thrive in Colorado. Uh, He's an established veteran player. I think he'd be good for the locker room. I think he's an established veteran. Um, He would be uh, what the Rockies were trying to do this year with Kevin Pillar and bring in a veteran, I think Mitch Moreland would accomplish that same purpose. Again, he's in the postseason, and if he does well, he'll probably be a little bit pricey. So again, if the Rockies aren't willing to spend what it takes to acquire an established veteran bat, then a player like CJ Crone uh, would be my alternate option at first base. Uh, CJ Cron is someone that I talked about last offseason uh, for the, the Rockies specifically, but basically any major league team. I think so. He was hurt this year. Uh, he started off the year very solidly. He posted a, an 894 OPS uh, and wasn't really able to showcase what I expected he would do this season. So he's a strong bat. And two seasons ago, he posted one of the best. Uh, offensive seasons in uh, in recent memory, just simply in terms of batted ball profile, he was top ten in virtually everything in terms of uh, expected statistics and barrels per plate appearance, and I think that's something that will continue from C.J. Crone, and that type of batted ball profile will absolutely play at Coors Field, uh, which is a larger park. So I think if the Rockies weren't willing to spend. Uh, Starter money on Mitch Moreland, then they'd be able to take a flyer on CJ Cronin, have him complete with Josh Fuentes for the first base job. Moving on from first base, I have some two intriguing options in the outfield. Uh, One of them, and the first one, is Mark Canna. Uh, I'm not sure what type of price that Canna would demand this offseason. He's not necessarily the greatest defender uh, posting. Uh, an outs above average in the 36th percentile and one defensive run saved. Even though I don't like using defensive run saved for outfielders, I think it just reflected that he was about an average outfielder defensively. Uh, but offensively, he posted an expected weighted on base average in the 76th percentile and had a, a 127 WRC plus in overall was very consistent, and, and was able to post a 1.7 wins above replacement on the season. I think he'd be an instant upgrade over uh, essentially any outfielder on this Rockies team. Uh, I, I think he his batted ball, ball profile suggests that he is sustainable in his success, and I think he'll be continue to be good for several years, depending on how long the Rockies would want to lock him up, I think. Uh, so I think he would be a very solid option. Again, I'm not sure what price point he'd be at, and I'm not sure what price point the ownership in the front office is willing to pay for someone like Mark Hanna. Now, the second option I have is not necessarily cheaper, uh, but I think someone that could be uh, an entertaining fit, at the very least, in Colorado. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. And I know a lot of Rockies fans who have talked about Jackie Bradley Jr. See, <laughs> the front office brought in Kevin Plar this season as sort of a disp- defensive specialist to roam center field, and while I think Kevin Pilar's defense has declined, and I don't think he was a huge upgrade in center field, at least in terms of defense, I think Jackie Bradley Jr. would be what Kevin Pilar was supposed to be. This season, he posted an outs above average in the 99th percentile. He has a, a fantastic defensive reputation. He's quick. He reads balls very well, and I think he, he'd be able to crumb center field at a very excellent pace. Uh, David Price said in a phone conversation with the Boston Globe, he said, "Uh, I would love to see Jackie play center field in a big outfield like Colorado, where you can see him run around and get to see him be reckless in the outfield. I always just enjoyed it when we went on the road because being able to watch our outfield play the outfield in a different park. Uh, With that in mind, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s offense is definitely somewhat of a concern for me. He This season, he posted a 1.4 wins above replacement with a 119 uh, WRC+, which sounds solid. Uh, but at the same time, you look at his expected weighted on base average, and that fell in the 30th percentile, which suggests that his batted ball profile was slightly weaker than his actual production. So I do expect some offensive regression next season, Uh, So I'm not sure if I would be willing to take a splurge on Jackie Bradley Jr., but no doubt I think his defensive capability is incredible, and I think he'd play a very excellent high-level defense at Coors Field, and maybe post ridiculous numbers considering how much freedom he'd have in Coors Field, but again, I do expect offensive regression from him. Uh, So with that, those are the position groups that I wanted to talk about. Uh, catcher, I wanted to talk about James McCann, Jason Castro, uh, first base again, C.J. Crone, and Mitch Moreland, and then the outfielders Mark Can and Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, if you agreed with this, uh, leave a comment on this. Uh, you can share, subscribe on uh, all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all the platforms we offer. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Cade Walker NBA, and we will talk to you next time.